Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Marie, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with episode 103 of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started, let me get my tea, hold on just a moment. There we go. Now. As y'all know, I can never do a podcast episode without giving my usual note of gratitude. So out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears about once a week. Some of y'all been listening a lot, going through the back catalog, so shout out to y'all. So y'all leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. Man, I did not realize it had been almost a, well, it has been a little over a month since my last episode with um, Amina from Analogy to Healing Tree. That was such a super... I ain't going to say heavy, but it was a lot of gems in that episode. And um, people have been hitting me up saying how much they enjoyed it. And I really would like y'all to please support Amina. Amina has a lot of good stuff going on in the works. If you're into crystal jewelry, crystal healing, please definitely hit her up at Analogy, the healing tree. Um, and, and support black women, business owners, and creators. You feel me? So, what have I been up to, man? What have I not been up to, man? Spirit been pivoting me left and right. Every time I think I'm going to do something, Spirit says, nope, do this, do this. So what I'm doing now is something that I don't want to say yet because I I want I like to, to basically talk about stuff when it's done. I've never been a person that's kind of just been like, hey, I'm working on this and other. Sometimes I may share, and I notice when I do that, something always happens. So I'm like, eh, maybe I need to just stick to the sauce that works because normally when I don't say nothing, it works for me. Also, um, tomorrow... Let me think. One, two, three, four. Yeah, so by the time this episode hits the airwaves, Spiritual Homegirls' four-year anniversary will be coming up on the 15th. Now, something will be dropping. I, I do feel confident in saying that. Something will be dropping around that time frame. Spiritual Homegirl has been around for so long. Um, four years is a long time to be doing something consistently, bro. Consistently. I'm very proud of what has been created with Spiritual Homegirl, and I have nobody but the ancestors and my guides and, um, and some other higher power that I believe in to thank. I use them all interchangeably. That's why I said it like that. But yeah, I just really am super grateful for all of the universal energies that have helped me um, get, or I guess have used me as a, I guess as a, as a uh, conduit to present what I thought was a different perspective on the practicality of everyday life which I believe is spiritual so you know I'm gonna probably go into that in more detail over time um because I feel like it's been four years I'm not on the same shit I was four years ago I'm not on the same shit I was six months ago the way this year been rolling so it's just been really cool to evolve and grow as a as a grown woman and as well spiritual homegirl grow as well because like I said spiritual homegirl is not a character I put on I'm putting gold teeth and shit and all of a sudden I'm spiritual homegirl no this is just spiritual homegirl it's a public extension of Maria, the individual. So it's been really cool to, to kind of grow a spiritual homegirl while I myself grow. So it's really dope. So let me go ahead and get my notes together because for this episode, I had to have notes, okay? Because we're going in. We're talking about toxic ass healers. And I got my green tea and we're going to talk because I think sometimes it'd be a lot of bullshit and I hate to see it. And I have always had these questions be asked of me of how do you tell someone's toxic? How do you tell the person that you're supposed to be seeking guidance from is toxic? I did a, a live on Instagram with Mike from the Free Roots. Shout out to Mike from Free Roots. We did a live and someone actually asked that in the comments. And I said, how much time you got? And, you know, it was a joke. But I was like, you know what? I'll give you three tips as to how you can tell your healer is toxic. I'm going to go over three. But we're going to talk about another eight. So we got 11, 11 things to look for, 11 red-ass flags to discover or to help you ascertain or discern whether your healer is not really healing they harming, okay? So um, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Go ahead and brew you some tea because you're finna go in. I'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. So let's get it popping, okay? Let's just not fin. We're not going to drag this out. We're going to get it popping all the way through. So number one, one big sign to tell you if you're, oh, yeah, by the way, let me give you a disclaimer. This is just stuff that I've noticed firsthand and seeing some of my partners go through. 
Um, and some of y'all may agree or disagree. Hey, it's completely fine. That's the beauty of having your own platform. I say what I believe um, can be received or rejected, and I'm cool with that. Um, so, yeah, and also, I know this may trigger folks because I may be talking about some of y'all or some of your faves. Hey, I say this respectfully, and I say this with love. I don't give a fuck, okay? The reason why is because there's nobody specifically in mind. But what I notice is that there's a pattern of these particular types of traits among different healers that have not been helpful. They have been harmful. They have been hurtful. So before, you know, I just want to give y'all a disclaimer to claim that I said what I said. So I don't know if y'all was looking for a messy dragging episode where I start naming names. Nah, it's it's not gonna be that. It's not the it's not the the time for that. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things I do drag on, but with this, it's it's like no. I rather equip you with the game on how you can peep it than talk about a problematic racist or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not this is not that that type of time. All right. So number one, big sign as to how you can tell. <laughs> number one sign, the first sign of how you can tell your healer is toxic is they start shit and then want you. To fight their battles for them. That's cult shit. I don't give a fuck how you wrap it up. Yeah, it's one of them episodes today. We keeping it extra funky, okay? You got children. Children that's under the age of 14. You may want to put on some headphones. You may want to play this episode at another uh, another time. We're going to keep it very, very uncensored, very raw today. That's cult shit to me. The reason why it's cult shit to me, and I will be working on that cult episode very soon, is because this is what I don't understand. If you're a person that's supposed to be other people, and you say some problematic ass shit or you do some problematic ass fraud ass whatever ass shit somebody might got some receipts somebody may have some proof rather than woman up man up they up whatever it is you identify with rather than just boss up and be like i'm gonna fight this we would rather send your audience or your following or your clients after motherfuckers like that's weak bro i can see that with the beehive beehive and music and things that's one thing it's a different realm to a degree but when we're talking about spiritual healing and things like that that's cult shit that's really like sending your minions well honestly it's cult shit all the way through to, to keep it a thousand i mean it doesn't matter where what the arena is um to just go so hard for somebody over some shit they did i feel like this if i'm gonna be bold enough to say some shit that i know is finna ruffle feathers I'm if people want to defend me, that's one thing. But in terms of soliciting people to go fight some shit with me over some petty shit, because usually it'd be over some petty shit. It don't be over no life or death shit. It don't be over an attack of a brand or nothing like that. It'd be over some dumbass shit somebody said that was problematic. Somebody took offense. And then all of a sudden, everybody trying to add gangster in their comments and shit like that. I think that shit is lame as fuck. And I think it's very toxic because it turns you into a worker BS type of uh, client. And when I say a worker BS type of client is, you do all your shit for the motherfucking queen. And I'm not saying that as a Beyonce reference. It's just, I mean, it just so happens to flow naturally. But what I'm saying is, you will sit there and put in all this work, all this effort for somebody you don't even fucking know is thorough or not. Especially if all you do is know them online. Especially if you don't know them personally. Imagine going this hard for somebody online, but you don't go that hard for your motherfucking family. That shit whack. All because some shit they done sat there and jumped their ass in. I'm a very big champion of you make your bed lay in the bed. If the bed got fleas in it, the bed got bed bugs, the bed broken, the bed got somebody else in it, that's that's your motherfucking bed, bro. I'm not finna sit there and be messy as fucking then and be like, get them, charge after them, attack. Like that shit is so fucking lame. But I guess I come from an era where your mouth, be writing checks that your ass and your hands may or may not cash. So I think I move a little differently. And I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it's different. I move a little differently to know that if I'm going to say some shit, I better stand the fuck behind it. Because if I don't, I can't expect nobody but me to defend what I said. So that's basically what I think uh, is the first. We're going we're gonna to roll out the first red flag of having a toxic healer. They sit there and say all this dumbass, problematic ass shit. And then expect motherfuckers on the internet to go fight their motherfucking battles. No, no, no. Stand up in it. Handle your business. If people want to jump in without being solicited to, then that's a completely different story. But in terms of making posts and things like that to to send people on them, I think that's a very uh, and it's not life or death, y'all. It'd be on some petty shit. Um, if I think that's a very it's it's a power struggle type of thing where you know I'll I'll get into that. You'll see what I mean. Red flag number two, because I told you I'm not gonna hold you. Number two, they belittle you while delivering the message. Now this is where it gets it gets a little tricky now. Everybody got their own triggers, their own uh, tolerance levels in terms of what works in terms of 
um, what qualifies, I should say, as belittling, right? Now, I'm not saying, and this is not to be confused with being direct. Some folks can't handle a direct delivery. I consider myself direct, but you better goddamn believe my mom and daddy taught me how to use some goddamn tact. And some people don't have tact, whether they weren't taught it or whether they don't want to be taught it. They know they ain't got no tact and they don't give a fuck. And sometimes healers will tell us shit we don't want to hear. Now, that also does not necessarily constitute disrespect or belittling. Um, and that's a, that's something that we kind of have to look at when we realize, like, you know, sometimes people tell us things we don't want to hear. But sometimes people will say disrespectful shit under the guise of keeping it real. And I think that's keeping it real stank. If if you're going to purposely throw shade on somebody or purposely disrespect somebody, belittle somebody in the name of healing. No, you're just doing that shit to get your shit off on some power shit. You want to flex out. It's a power thing. You want to be able to show a motherfucker and tell a motherfucker about themselves, possibly call a motherfucker down to build him up. And that is what's bull to me. Um, don't let no no healer, no nobody, no elder, no homegirl, no homeboy, no partner, nothing. Don't let nobody disrespect you and forget to use tech and then fall on the crutch of, I'm just trying to help you out or I can't sugarcoat nothing or, oh, I, I just... I can't, that's, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just being authentic. That's some fucking bullshit. Cause let you do the same thing. And then they're going to be ready to throw hands or throw, or throw some shade back. Sugarcoating. That just means to me, if you got to sit there and hide and say, I can't sugarcoat it. There's ways to get to the point directly without shitting on somebody. It's a very different type of delivery. Sugarcoating is basically watering the message down in order to coddle somebody's emotions. Nobody's saying that's what. Um, needs to be done there's ways to get like for instance right let me give y'all an example how what what i'm saying is a red flag let's say you go to a healer for some relationship issues and let's say your healer does a reading throws some cards consults with whoever energy reading color whatever and they say you know what that's why you getting cheated on that's why you getting abused now because you don't respect yourself so that's why this man be doing you or this woman be doing you how you doing it and you just i mean you must be deserving of it you must be a glutton for punishment because here you are coming to me looking for answers that's red flag shit to me now for somebody to say oh i don't want you to cut the message that what you could say is hey you might want to check your boundaries baby because it looks like these people are doing these things because it's allowed. You got to figure out whether this is going to work for you and whether it's going to be allowed because it seems like these people cheat on you and you go back. So what is it about this person that has you messing up your boundaries to where you're allowing behavior that's beneath what you want to accept? You know what I'm saying? There's ways to say that shit. And I think that people that use excuses about sugarcoating and goddamn authenticity and all the other bullshit, I think that's just an excuse to goddamn roast the fuck out your ass and take your money so you can come back and be like, oh, you kept it real, sis. You kept it real, bro. No. I think that's a bullshit. I'm sorry. Uh, you can agree or disagree. Like I said, it is what it is. It's solely just, you know, my opinion. So, um, backed up by a few receipts, but that won't be coming out on this episode. Trust me. I've seen them. So, number three. Red flag number three. They want a codependent relationship that does not empower you, but it actually deprives you of progress because they really don't want you to grow. They need that money. They need a steady paycheck. It's like having a subscription service like Netflix. Netflix, you subscribe to Netflix. You know what I'm saying? You might binge watch the first two weeks. You might forget about some shit. Day number th- 29 go by. Day number 30 go by. Whoop, we got another $10 and came out your account. Netflix needs that. Sometimes Netflix and subscription services need you to forget so they can go ahead and keep getting that little $10. That little $10 adds up over time. So going back to a toxic killer, a toxic killer will purposely keep you codependent like a parasite, looking to them to latch on to them, to feed them, because they know it, it keeps their pockets lined. This is where the ethics piece comes in, where people will rather stay paid than stay honest, than stay integrity, having their integrity intact. Sometimes the bag is more important than the people they serving. And then people that purposely withhold the knowledge in order to make sure they keep their pockets lined, they fucking rent paid, that's toxic. Because that's a, that's emotionally, immensely, physically, spiritually manipulating you, thinking that you're doing something by seeking this person out and paying your money. Sometimes you may not even have the bread, you know what I'm saying? But yet they purposely give you just enough to keep you coming back. Because again, like the Netflix subscription, that little whatever fee they cost adds up over time. So that's another Another red flag. And the reason why it's such a red flag is because that comes from a need to be and feel needed. And it's a need to stay paid. And that comes through manipulation of clients to satisfy their ego and to satisfy their bank account. Red flag number four. They do not encourage individual studies or questioning of their own shit. Now, okay. 
like I said, when it comes to tech, the same way there's tech that healers can provide to clients, there's also a level of tech that that clients can provide to healers. Sometimes clients don't really come in this mud, really know how it goes, and they just say, tell me my future. That's not how this shit works, bro. It's not how it works. Um, just all of a sudden saying, hey, read me. Tell me my future. To me, I think that's that's a bit... I think that's that's problematic because it shows that it's like, do you know how this works, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not Miss Cleo, bro. Call me now for your free reading. No, this is not the psychic hotline either. Like, this is not how this shit go. Like, there's a rapport and there's and there's a vibe that has to be felt in order for there to be a connection. Because let's keep it a thou wow. Some of us are forcing relationships with healers that don't fucking fit. It fit for somebody else, so we're trying to make it work for us. Sometimes those initial conversations, those consultations will let you know whether it's really meant to be. So that's just a little caveat there. But, again, in these initial conversations or even subsequent conversations after you give the people your money, they may not want you to individually study because they may contradict what they say. And they don't want to be questioned about their shit. They feel like and it, it kind of goes to a power dynamic, and we'll talk about that in a couple of more signs. They want to reinforce the power dynamic of, I don't get questioned. So you can't ask me that. That's toxic. What the fuck you hiding? It's okay to be to admit that you may not be perfect and that you may not have all the answers because nobody does. That's that's the way it is, and that's okay. So that's another red flag, red flag number four. Red flag number five, they give directives and not suggestions as if they word is law. Again, going back to the I can't be questioned, they word for you is law. How the fuck does this work? How does someone else's law or word become law to another person. To me, that's like a cute little sub or indirect way of controlling the will of others. Agree or disagree? You're free to do whatever, you know? But I'm just saying, like, rather than say, hey, you know, consider maybe doing this or that. No, you need to so-and-so, so-and-so. Can't nobody tell me what I need to do because don't nobody live my motherfucking experience. Don't nobody live my day-to-day. Don't nobody walk a step in my goddamn shoes. So I would never allow someone to speak directives over my life in such a way as if they have walked miles in my shoes and if they have lived my day-to-day. The only thing a person can do is give me suggestions based on their day-to-day and based on what has worked um, proven track results from other people or have what's worked for them. And even then, you can't tell me that's going to work for me because you don't fucking know. It's a gamble. Everybody's different, you know? That's red flag number five. Red flag number six, they don't know how to be held accountable. Oh, God damn, if they end up being wrong. They never going to admit it. They never going to apologize. They're going to double the fuck down. They're going to find a way to justify. If they if they have a, um, a cult type of following that kind of justifies whatever bullshit they do because of the love and because it's a, it's a blind faith thing, they're going to they gonna say, oh, well, damn, well, they not tripping, so I shouldn't trip either. Anybody that can't be corrected or held accountable is a is is man, they dangerous because they're going to justify treating you however they want to because they feel like they wanted to. They could treat you like shit because it's Homegirl Thursday and they're going to say, well, if it was Homegirl Thursday. I mean, that's what I wanted to do. I mean, I mean, this is what you signed up for. They're going to find ways. They're going to find ways to gaslight and deflect and, and, and detract and do whatever they got to do. Anything that takes away from the opportunity to be able to say, you know what? I was wrong. I was, I stand corrected. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes some people don't like being <laughs> considered to be people that are flawed and make mistakes. But again, people like that, I don't want to be around because it's like, if you can't admit that you wrong, then it's like, how do you keep, how do you maintain your integrity? If you can't admit that you've done some things that have not necessarily been the most satisfactory for you, or you may have done something that was out of character, or you may have done something that was um, not in the best uh, sound mind judgment. You may have said some shit that was not in the best sound mind judgment, whatever. How do you, if you can't just admit something as simple as I'm growing, I'm evolving, I fucked up, my bad. I don't want you giving me no motherfucking advice. Baby, you toxic. Toxic. All right, red flag number, uh, number seven. Now, power dynamic. They take advantage of the power dynamic um, because they're viewed as a guide to keep you from accessing your power. So with power dynamics, man, there's power dynamics everywhere. There's a power dynamic here. I'm the person that's that's talking, you're listening. You know what I'm saying? There's a power dynamic between parents, you know, the elder and the younger person. There's a power dynamic between partners sometimes. Whoever, you know, some people say whoever cares the most is going to get the most hurt, even though I think that's kind of questionable. But but there's basically power dynamics between um, between people. And sometimes it's as simple as someone standing up talking to a person that's sitting down. There's different power dynamics. So in this case, the power dynamic of the healer and the client is a healer, the healer is automatically on, has the upper hand. 
in the power dynamic because they're being sought from. They're the ones that that's being looked to for the guidance. They're the one that that's exalted as this person that knows things, this expert, this person that has very uh, gifted and things of that nature. So some of them recognize that power dynamic. And rather than kind of look at it as my peer is coming to me or my brother or my sister or, or my, you know, my non-binary um, family member in spirit is coming to me for guidance. They look at it as I'm going to manipulate their ass to make sure that they are programmed to do what I want to do. I want them to do. I'm going to take advantage of my power dynamic by acting like I am the sole source truth light in the way. And that's some fucking bullshit. If anybody ever tells you that they are the sole source light truth in the way. A lot of motherfuckers on here that's out here doing spiritual stuff got a God complex. And I get it. If we all made in his and her, whatever you refer to as God's image, then cool. We all have a little piece of God in us and we all reflections of them. But some people taking that shit way too fucking far. And they out here putting shit and titles on themselves, acting like they are just super exalted, like they ass ain't on this motherfucking earth to learn and figure shit out to ain't nobody in this bitch perfect. So I'm not going to treat nobody like they better than me. The game will be fucked up the day I act like somebody is better than me or that someone's in a position to devalue me as if they not on this bitch trying to figure it out. Ain't nobody sitting on this hole on earth. Everybody on here figuring it all out. You heard me. So number seven is, again, taking advantage of that power dynamic, using them to exalt themselves over you to manipulate you to keep you from accessing your power because what they going to do is harvest your motherfucking power for themselves anyway. As long as you keep coming back and as long as you keep accessing uh, or allowing them to access your energy, they going to play off of that shit. They going to eat off of that. Kind of goes back to the energy vampire toxic people episode. But, you know, that was about 20, uh, 20, 20 or 30 episodes. Feel free to go back and check out those episodes too. So going back to uh, I, number eight kind of plays on what I just said. They play God when God didn't ask them to. They sit there and make up these fucking stories. These fucking stories acting like God didn't tell them to do something. God didn't sent them here. When God ain't tell them to do that shit. They lying. I'm sorry. I hate to say it's a lie. You lie. As my father would say, you lie. Anyway, some things are out of the human scope of handling. Yeah, we're spirits having a human experience, but some things are out of that human scope of handling, bro. And sometimes toxic healers, they want to be the karma. They want to subject you to like violent, abusive acts because they may be unhappy with a decision you made or you went against a directive or um, or you may have told them something they didn't want to hear and they want to act like they're they're able to be karma. Honestly, if your toxic healer going to sit there and flex out on all the fucking powers they got in terms of harming people with their spirituality, I wouldn't fuck with them no way. I stay far away from them because I feel like it's petty as fuck to kind of to it's almost like a pissing contest. You feel me? Like I'm super powerful. Nobody want to fuck with me because girl, boy, not they, whoever. No, no. To me, I feel like people that talk and bark like that don't have no bite. It's almost like a girl that's talking about how she can fight and then she get her ass beat at a party. Back in the day when you was in school, like that's that's what reminds me of what toxic healers do. And I respect the fact that people can walk in their power and say, hey, I'm a powerful being. That's different than the and, than the fake flexing and the fake threatening and shit and all the, the, the swinging your balls around and all that other shit. Like I, I just no, this ain't like I'm not finna go into the locker room politics when it comes to I got the biggest muscles. I got I'm the strongest. I got the more powerful spiritual. I can I'm down with the warfare too. like no, if a motherfucker. Nope. Nope, you can just find out. Fuck around, fuck around if you want to. You can find out. I'm not going to sit here and flex out and try to intimidate somebody indirectly by talking about how motherfucking powerful I am. I think that shit whack. All right, next red flag. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm We keeping it real funky. I mean, the Instagram live with Mike wasn't even a, a, a formal live. It was basically a conversation between me and Mike that people happen to witness online. So the energy of that is very raw. Very raw benches homegirl. I think these kind of topics require that type of energy because some of this shit be bullshit. And I really be wanting people to see it and do what they will with what I've said. I didn't say follow it 100%. I didn't say reject the shit 100%. I just said do what you will, but I got to get it out. I'd be a goddamn lie if I sit here and see some shit and don't alert the people of what's going on. Nobody's perfect, but at the same time, some people know they moving foul. And I need people to see the foulness for what it is. Because I don't like manipulation of others. I don't like that shit. I can't stand it. Even when I was younger, people would bully folks and things like that. I didn't like that shit at all. I didn't like people purposely picking on underdogs and shit like that. I mean, even like like people that pick on folks knowing that they don't have, 
the resources or have the the support system or have the hands even to go toe to toe. Like I just I just don't like that shit. I just I just never liked it. And I sometimes I see it. Somebody tried to get me a few times, a couple of shit, more more like three or four, three or four try to uh try to play me to the left like I was a uh like try to try me like I was a free sample at the mall at the food court. Like no. And then I had some other homegirls who was dealing with some toxic killers that had them been like some fake jewelry. They had to be like, nah. So I I have a bit of a personal interest to get this out because I don't want nobody that I care about going through that. And I fuck with y'all. I mean, I know 100% who all of you are, but anybody that supports Spiritual Homegirl, I fuck with y'all. I support y'all because y'all support me. And I would not want anybody that cares about what I'm doing and that I care about them being their best because they tapping in to be taken advantage of. Nah, fuck that. So that's why I'm going so hard with this episode because these type of topics, even with Samantha Katie and, and the racial, uh, the bullshit she was on the other, uh, what, 10 episodes ago, and even with the religion of white supremacy and even with toxic people, energy vampires, the Audrey Kitchen last year, like these kind of topics stir me up because they all deal with the exploitation and manipulation of people that simply want to fucking do better. And that's why I can't let it fly. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why y'all probably like, damn, she hype. Yeah, I am. And plus, I had some gunpowder green tea from Napoli Naturals. Shout out to Napoli Naturals. And that's why I'm hype. Because I put in two teaspoons per cup instead of one. So I'm on. So now, number nine. We were going through this episode quick. Red flag number nine. <laughs> they use their position to try to sleep with you. Oop. Hold on. Let me sip my tea. They use their position to try to sleep with you. Now, there's a few of these I can personally attest to, and that is one of them. I'm coming to somebody looking for help. This person says they got me covered. They try to game me up and butter me up with the bullshit. I can tell you're super powerful. You're really gifted. I can tell you're a force to be reckoned with. So, bitch, everybody is. So what? Everybody is if they realize they power. Cliche. Next. Then it's, oh, well... You know, for me to really <laughs> to even tell this story, some fucking bullshit. <laughs> they was like, well, in order for me to really uh, charge you and, and charge you up and really give you and share with you my energy and my knowledge, you know, we can we can do an exchange. Uh, there's a sexual energy exchange uh, where, you know, we connect. Using all these fucking PG words, we can connect. No, you're trying to fuck. You're trying to have sex with me. That's what it is, you motherfucking predator. That's what's out here. I've seen a few instances where people have been called out. Men in particular have been called out trying to use people's vulnerabilities in order to initiate sexual relationships. And it's so motherfucking predatorial and it's disgusting. I hate it. And um, these people have already been called out and have been ran off of social media as far as I know. So, um... God, I wish I could remember their names. There's like four that come to mind the past, ooh, 14 months. But, um, but yeah, so they just, and then, like I said, I've had my own personal experience with people that say, oh, well, you know, you must have a relationship with me in order to access. Bitch, I ain't got to fuck shit to get access nothing. God damn it. I'll ask my ancestors for what I need. If I got to give you some vagina in order to get something that I can go ask the universe for from a human, I, I got to basically give it up to go get some shit from a human that I can go ask the ancestors and my, my universe and my God or whatever. Nah, I'm cool, bruh. I'm cool. I don't need it. Now, women, we not exempt from this either. I have had some homeboys tell me some situations where women have tried to do the same thing, but women are, <laughs> the women they said have tried to do it more subtly. Um, they've wanted to do certain rituals that involve uh, dressing their heads. And I'm not saying women that dress their head are all like this. That's some, that'd be some bullshit if I ever said that. That's not true. But in one situation, there was a guy that um, a girl was interested in him, and she was like, well, let me dress your head and things like that. And, you know, she was taking his hair and things like that. So, you know, like she basically kind of took advantage of the trust to try to, you know, get his hair for some things that she wanted to work with. You know, you never know. It could have been on a come-to-me candle. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? And then they had to go get that shit reversed because he didn't even know that her intentions was true or not because she was interested and she was trying to make it work. And he didn't even know that he was even involved with the woman like that. He was like, damn, I'm in a relationship right now. I said, I wouldn't say all that. I just said, but you basically gave her access to your energy. So, I mean, if she really is, is dirty like that, she going to play with it to get what she need out of you. 
And he talked to some other people and he said, yeah, all right, I'm going to get that shit reversed. I said, smart man, brother. Because the last thing we need is people taking advantage of us. And the messed up thing is sometimes we can't tell. And I'm not faulting clients that get taken advantage of by toxic healers because, like I said, all the time, everybody needs something to hold on to. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes people don't know how to call a spade a spade because they simply don't know. So that's why another reason why I want to do this episode. Um, let's see. Red flag number 10. Now, this is a good one. This is a really good one. They tell your business to other clients or to social media once you disconnect. I've seen this happen a few times. That's some of the dirtiest shit you could ever do. Somebody tell you some of the deepest, darkest secrets. They give you access to all of the proverbial skeletons in their closet. And you mad they don't want to fuck with you no more because they found a healer that's a better fit or they may have outgrown you or they may want to fly on their own and you want to tell their business to somebody else. You want to use their words and their feelings and their vulnerable moments and their tears and their memories and their traumas against them because you mad about some fucking money. That is disgusting as shit. Also, clients will sit there and tell you about somebody else by name. Oh, you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, she came to me because her man cheating on her. And he want her to, uh, she want him to stop cheating on her. Or, oh, this girl had an abortion and she's coming or a miscarriage or a divorce. And they coming to me because, you know, I do well with those kind of things. I mean, this person goes to me or this famous person came to me because so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, sometimes that shit gets into name dropping. It's really like it's a floss, but it's in a really messy way. It's a flex in a messy way. It's like, oh, well, you know, these people come to me because I help them with this. Like, there's other ways you could, I just feel like. If you're going to do that, get a testimonial. Let them tell the world that you helped them with their stuff. You ain't got to tell testimonials to other people to other people. Like, that's spreading business like that is just, it's just, to me, I feel like spirituality and spiritual practices, like services and things like that, or even life coaching or mental health services. Well, I take that back. Mental health is, is a little bit different because there's a code of ethics and you're asked to get your license removed if you if you do some things that ain't, ain't too uh, ethical per their own guidelines. So that's different. But life coaching and, like, spiritual, like, services, there's no real ethics, like, universal ethics that say, hey, this is the code, this is what you do, this is what you don't do. So you have to be careful because sometimes people, again, they have the right to run their business how they want. But if they running their business by running their mouth about your business or somebody else's business, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would be so inclined to, to just drop and spend my black-ass dollar with them. I just wouldn't. That means you messy. Just like when you got homegirls that tell your other homegirl business. If you're going to tell me your homegirl business, I know for damn sure you out here gossiping to the next about mine. So, again, from a healer standpoint, if you're telling this specific client's business so I can point her ass out and be like, oh, yeah, that's the one with the man issues. I know for a fact you're going to fuck around and tell my business to the next person. And especially if you do that when you mad because somebody don't want to pay you no more money or somebody don't want to see you as a client no more. Them the main ones that shouldn't be healing. You might need to go fix some shit. Fix some rejection issues that got people mad. Like, that's that's an ego trip if I've ever seen one. Oh, so red flag 11, the last flag. They don't allow themselves to be fired. They continue to contact you. Now, I have a man, you'd be surprised. I can think of two instances off the top of my head where this person was in a cult-like situation. Dead ass serious. She was in a cult-like situation, did not realize it. She had abandoned everybody that had been around her. Ended up being down for this um so-called... Healer the whole nine. Let the person all up in their skeleton closet the whole nine. They realized they was getting finessed. By that point, it had been like $10,000, $20,000 spent. A lot of damn money to spend in about two years. So they said, I want out. The uh, the healer said, hold on, hold on, you can't leave. Uh-uh, you can't leave. You one of my best clients. The person said, no, this is toxic, man. Like, I, I feel sick. Like, I feel like something's on me. I, I don't I don't feel like I'm progressing here. I feel like I'm being I feel like I'm being trapped. I feel like I can't I can't go anywhere. I can't question you. Um, I just I just don't feel like this is a good fit anymore. You know, I, it's, there's no love lost. I just don't want to be in this situation no more. The healer going to threaten him and say, oh, that's how you want to leave? Well, you better believe you going in my jar. I was like, ooh. Sorry, I had to drink some tea. I'm like, damn, you going to threaten the girl with a damn spell because she tired of giving up all her hard-earned money to you? Ooh, that is, that's messed up. That's messed up. So the girl disconnects. 
and I know this person told me this story herself, and I got permission to use this story, so it's all good. She said, "This if you could tell my story, just don't tell my name. I said, no problem, since I got you, boo. But the person, um, the healer was so angry. She already threatened the girl with spiritual warfare. That's a big, big, big bonus red flag. Like I said, the flexing of the spiritual power is already whack as fuck. But to then threaten the, the client with spiritual warfare because they don't want to pay you for your services no more? Oh, my goodness. I can see if a person stiffed you on the money, then, yeah, maybe I can see. You know, I wouldn't do it myself, but I can see why somebody would be mad like, damn, you owe me some money. But, to, <laughs> which is still kind of ridiculous. But to, to just all of a sudden be mad, you got your money in full. You then took 20, 20, uh, what, was it 22.5? I don't remember the exact amount. I feel like it was 20-ish. You done got 20-ish thousand dollars. Some people out here don't even make 20-ish thousand dollars a year at their job. And that's unfortunate. But there's some people that don't even have that. You mad because you can't get it from somebody no more? Because they don't feel like you're a good fit anymore? So you're going to threaten them with spiritual warfare? That shit is trash. Oh, that's such predatorial behavior. And then she proceeded to stalk the girl for six months. She had her and her other uh, group members sending messages and attacking the girl, talking about, we done, basically saying, like, hey, we done put stuff on you. You not going to survive this year. All this other stupid shit. And the woman was kind of like, okay, like, cause she had, she would already, she had already seen through the bullshit. She was like, nah, this ain't finna work on me. That's cute, but nah, stop, stop fucking with me. Stop playing the five D bullshit with me before I put your ass in jail on three D. Cause I'm restraining orders. Spirit don't stop restraining orders. And I remember kind of laughing when she said that, but she was right. She was like, this girl is really out here crossing all kinds of bounds and lines because she's mad. That sound like some ex. And I had to ask her. I said, yo. I said, don't be offended, okay? Um, because sometimes you just never know. I said, were you sleeping with this person? Because this sounds like some crazy, like, ex behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitter ex, rejected ex, don't know how to handle uh, the breakup. You know what I'm saying? Stalking the whole nine. She said, nah. She was just mad that I didn't want to be around her no more. I didn't want to I didn't want to um, have her access my, my energy. I didn't want her in my sphere no more. I was done. I said, damn, so she don't want to be fired. She still want to contact you. So that's another big red flag. They start, I keep wanting to say red sign or red slag, flag. I'm sorry, y'all, bear with me. The height, the heightness of the gunpowder green tea, okay? So I'm just like, wow, so they don't even want to be fired. They just want to just keep contacting over and over and over and over and over again. So, those are 11 flags, red flags, more like 15. I think I'll set a couple of extras. About 15 or so red flags to look for when you have toxic healers. Now, some FAQs will probably be like, or frequently asked questions about this list will be like, well, does it have to be all 11 or all 15? No, it doesn't. Sometimes you just need one to realize that this shit ain't a good fit. You know what I'm saying? So if your intuition, if your gut don't feel right, because again, I understand. Like I said, people want something to hold on to. So sometimes you may hear that a healer may work well for one of your partners and you're like, oh, well, if they work for them, they must be able to work for me if I go ahead and hire them. So I get that sometimes you want to force a round peg in a square hole, which means that it don't fucking fit. It's never going to fit. And that's okay. That's why I think it's really important that before people pay money, they're able to kind of get an idea of who this person is or what they're about to determine if they're worth spending their money with or even if, if the person is competent enough or capable to give them what they're asking for. And I'll be, and, I'll, and it goes both ways sometimes. Sometimes clients will ask for shit that is not realistic. Can you tell me the exact date time to the second when I'm going to meet my husband. Like, certain shit is just almost like, come on now. Like, sometimes it's it's not, are you ready? Because my thing is, first thing, if somebody asks me, the first thing I'm going to ask is, are you clear what you want in a partner? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person when it comes to asking questions and things like that. Like, I'm like, hey, well, hey, let's figure out, have we, are we ready? Have we actually outlined what a partner looks like? Like, what does your partner look like? What do you want them to have? Like, have you, are you clear? Are you clear? Do you need clarity before we start jumping into the, oh, you finna meet your husband December 26th, 2028 at eight in the morning and 15 seconds on the latitude, longitude coordinates 
of the northern hemisphere like no it's gonna be 80 degrees outside and cumulus clouds like no sometimes we be looking for that out of our hills and i don't think that's realistic for a lot I mean, honestly, there was only one healer that could really go get in like that, and that was an elder. And that elder was sharp. He's still, he's still alive, so he's sharp. He's the only one I know that can really kick shit off energy and don't need no information. He's one of few. And the ones that are able to do that are very, very, um, to be honest, in, in my experience, they're a lot more rare than we like to give credit for. Because I know everybody likes to say that they do something special to put them over someone else and get the competitive edge and I get it, you know, whatever marketing. But <laughs> I I mean, it's some real deal healers that will really read the fuck out of you, but it's rare. It's rare if you're able to find them and they not toxic, hold on to them. And also, tap in with some elders too. A lot of these elders, well at least for me in my experience, I can say a lot of elders are at an age where like they not even on that ego shit. Like they just like, "Look, man, I'm older. I'm trying to get this now to somebody so that when I ascend, I can say I helped equip the next generation with the tools. They're my kind. I love those kind of elders. They super cool. Stay looking out. Ain't never on no bullshit. And the good thing about it is that they always encourage me to figure it out on my own in terms of, hey, I gave it the knowledge. If it works, keep it. If not, reject it. But remember to do your own research. And that's the approach that I take with Spiritual Homegirl. Because I'm like, hey, man, you're free to do whatever you want to do with what I tell you. As long as you don't get it fucked up. And what I mean by don't get it fucked up is don't take my words out of context. You know what I'm saying? So I give it to you as plain as I try. I try to give you as plain as I can. But you can do what you will. If you want to tell someone else, cool. If you want to accept it, cool. If you want to reject it and be like, man, fuck that. I ain't, nah, I'm cool. That's fine too. But, you know, if you want to research it yourself and figure out, you know what I'm saying, other ways that heroes can be toxic, cool. But it's here. Because I don't ever want to feel like I ain't helped put somebody on game when I had the opportunity to. Because as we're seeing with this year, life is very, very short. And when I say it's short, I mean like you just, people say, oh, you got time. Yeah. Hmm. It depends on what you do with that time. And I feel like for me, I want to make sure that a lot of my time is spent making sure that I make people aware of how not to get scammed, manipulated, exploited the whole nine. I don't know if y'all seen the post I did on Instagram, but I was dead ass serious when I said spiritual homegirl, spirituality without scams. I ain't with that shit. So anything that's scammy, I want to talk about it or I want to, you know, figure out how can I present it in a way to where people can be informed. Better to have the game now and need it later than ain't had the game at all when you need it, you know? And again, I'm never above my own advice because I'm meeting people day by day. And sometimes some people may present themselves as one thing it may end up being toxic down the line so i ain't gonna say i'm just this end-all expert and things like that but i'm just saying based on the experience i've had on the journey and based on what i've witnessed through my homegirls and my homeboys i've noticed like i said there always be the same damn traits a combination of the 11-ish traits that we went over today so now that you know game yourself up Accept what works, reject what doesn't, and go out into the world knowing that you got the power of discernment in this bitch. And that if somebody is toxic, you know how to detach confidently. Because toxic healers are pressure. They about that pressure. Especially if they sell some shit. If it feels like pressure, don't fuck with it. Because if it means that if you're feeling pressure, that means that you're going to probably cave in under the power of somebody else. Therefore, sacrificing your own. You know what I'm saying? So that's just something else to keep in mind. If it don't feel like a hell yes, a hell no. That's how I be looking at it. It's either going to fit or it's not. There's no half-ass fitting here. I don't wear jeans that half fit. I don't wear shoes that are too tight, but they look cute. I don't wear shoes that are too big, but are stylish. I don't, I just don't. I'm forcing it. I'm not forcing anything at this stage of life. And I noticed on my personal journey, when I force shit, it turned out real bad. <laughs> I can't even, it turns out bad. So bad to where I'd be like, damn, I've learned that lesson. I will not force that particular situation again. And the reason why is because God be like, hey, you sure you want to do this? I don't, I, I done shown you. This is not a, a, a fit fit, okay? This is not a perfect fit. This is not, I don't think this is what you want. I don't think this is what you need. You may want it, but I don't know if you need it. And then we keep forcing it. So I'm like, no, 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 this is the one for me. This is the healer for me. This is the man for me. This is the woman for me. This is the partner for me. This is the job for me. This is the apartment. This is the house for me. This is the car for me. This is the credit card for me. Don't trip, God. I know what I'm doing. 
And God be like, I know what's going to happen. Okay, all right, well, I mean, do you. And then we see what happens when we go against what our spirit told us to do. So that's just my personal experience. I had to share that with y'all. But I hope y'all enjoyed this episode 103, which is the episode about toxic healers. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone. Please share and leave a review if you can. Um, I have been in my homegirl, my vintage homegirl, as I call it, super de duper uh, raw, um, uncensored phase or life or in my bag, whatever you want to call it, for the past couple of months. And I think the reason why is because I be over the bullshit. We all capable of doing some bullshit, first off. But it's just like, I just don't really have the patience to just be like, okay. Like, some people can just see it, and that's cool. But for me, when I start seeing people I love kind of get, like, fleeced and okie doped, that should be pissing me off. And I'm just like, nah. Like, I can't have people that I, I genuinely care about. I just, I, I just can't. I can't, bro. I can't. So, um... So, yeah, so, you know, like I said, do what you will. And I'm curious to know, what do y'all want to see on the Spiritual Homegirl podcast? Some of y'all have kind of hit me up privately and have told me what you want to hear and what topics are interesting to you. But I'm putting out an open call here, y'all. What do y'all want to hear? Who do you want to see on the Spiritual Homegirl podcast? I'm curious to know. I've had 103 episodes, official episodes, more like 120-ish. Um, there were some hidden ones <laughs> that I don't know where, I don't know where the lost episodes went. And then there's a mini episodes and things like that that I did that are that I just didn't um, republish after I took them down because I wanted to structure them in the full of episodes, and a lot of them were mini episodes. But I really would like to know after 103 official episodes, what would y'all like to hear? I'm open. The platform is here to help, right? The platform is here to inform, right? So I would like to know from the people that listen, that truly support what Spiritual Hunger is about, what drives you? What do you struggle with? What do you want to hear? Please let me know. Please email me at maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. Maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. That's M-A-R-I-A at spiritualhomegirl.com. Let me know what's up. I would really like to know. I will make a list of whatever is there. I will consult with spirit and we will roll with what feels good. We will feel the, the hell yeses and roll with them. And if I use your idea, I will give you a shout out on the podcast. So I just wanted to um, put that out there because, I, like I said, I'm really excited to continue to move forward in this, this four year or fourth going into my fifth year on the 15th a Spiritual Homegirl and I just really wanted to, you know, tap in with y'all on that collectively. So let me see. Is there anything? Oh, speaking of shout outs, shout out to those that have supported the Patreon. My Patreon is fairly new. So shout out to Tia Crosby, Maria DeMarcos, Corey G, and Jessica Guevara. Thank you so much for supporting Spiritual Homegirl and black creators and black women creators and just supporting the um, practicality or the practical approach of our spiritual journey and the human experience. So thank y'all so much for sh uh, supporting me. I hella appreciate it. Y'all have no idea. And um, I can't wait to continue to grow the community and see what happens with that. So thank y'all. Love y'all. So for those who don't know, I have a um a patreon and i create exclusive content for them i'm currently doing a challenge for virgo season i'll be doing a libra challenge right after that we'll be finding ways to tweak and kind of get the energy of the sun in order to improve our lives without it being some super heavy um pressured new year's resolution type vibes we're not with that i don't i don't ever want to improve my life under a pressure like a new year's eve resolution because i think sometimes people kind of have good intentions and then sometimes they bite off more than they can chew i don't like that for myself, so I wouldn't want anybody else to do that. However, I am about subtle and small changes that make a big difference. So that's what I do with Patreon with the uh, Zodiac challenges. And anybody can participate as long as you um, start at the stars tier, which is $7. And all of my patrons get shout outs. And I haven't really promoted it as much. So, um, but my goal is to get. 25 patrons and i would love for those that want to support a black woman creator to support and um you know if you got seven dollars to spare which is like what 23 cents something like that 
Then, yeah, I think it's 23 cents. Hold on, let me, mm-mm, nope. My Virgo rides are not finna let that ride. Hold on. I need, I need to be accurate on that. If it, if every month had an average of 30 days. Okay, okay. Yeah, 23.3. Yeah, okay, that's, that's right. 23 cents a day. If you have 23 cents a day, cost less than a frap at Starbucks. Go ahead food with your girl. Come get some of this back, uh, this, this exclusive content. I'm not, it's not even in Tribe Letter. Because the difference between Tribe Letter and Patreon is that Tribe Letter is free. Patreon is paid. It would be an insult to those that paid to get the same content that I would get for free. It's not fair to them. So I would rather create new content for them so they can um, get that from, from me versus, you know, because that, that's a finesse in itself. Giving people free shit that's, and, and they didn't pay for it, the same shit somebody getting for free, that's a finesse. I'm not with that. So I was like, I'd rather create new content for the Patreon and make sure that I give them what they pay for. So if you want to sign up for my Patreon, you can at patreon.com forward slash spiritual homegirl. Pick you what's here, and we can go from there. Also, I am working on, um, yeah, let's just talk about it. I got some shit going on, some good stuff, and I'm really excited about it. And I got a book. The book's, the book's almost done. And when I say almost done, it's like it's, I'm just waiting on the book to come at this point. Um, but yeah, I wrote a book and I've quietly began coaching clients. Coaching and counseling clients. A lot of people have hit me up saying, can I pick your brain? Can I do this, that, and the other? In the beginning, I used to allow it because I didn't know no better. And then I realized, hey, like I should probably um, get a, this should probably be a more reciprocal energy exchange. And some people were cool with um, saying, hey, you know, I will put value on your time and let's work. So I have some clients that I counsel and coach from a homegirl perspective. And this is why it's super more important for a toxic killer episode to be done is because it further keeps my ass in line because I done laid this out. I can never go against what I just laid out. So um, not that I would, but I'm just saying like, y'all know, like this is what I don't stand for. So when it comes to my clients, like they know what's up. Like Maria's not going to do this shit. And if I ever get out of pocket, I would expect my clients to be able to check me. There's nothing wrong with being checked as long as there's an understanding of it. Look, like I'm trying to, this is so you can see, so you can help yourself because you may not be able to see what I see. This is how this affects me, what you do. Because, you know, intent is not the same as impact. Your heart could be in the best of places, but if it's received on some bullshit by somebody else, it don't matter. So I really enjoy the fact that I'm able to help people and, um, help them get tangible results in their life. Cause to be honest, man, with spiritual homegirl going into its fifth year, fourth, well, fourth going into fifth year. So it'll be year four going into five on the 15th. I really only want to work with people that want to change. And I know sometimes the motivation and the talk is enough to get you hype. And then sometimes it may not be enough to get us to do. And in the first couple of years of spiritual homegirl, that was cool. But the, the more I, I go and evolve, you know, as my own being and the more spiritual homegirl evolves through that evolvement, I realize I only want to work with people that want to get results. I don't want to do no smoke and mirror shit. I don't want to do no fake shit. I don't want to do no fun for the gram shit. I don't want to do no fake it till you make it shit. I only want to deal with people that are about getting tangible results. I'm not saying they got to be super dramatic. I'm just saying one thing. If somebody is willing to get one tangible result even if it's something that they may consider small that's the kind of person i want to work with that's the kind of person i want to fool with because that means they about that action you know what i mean and i just i don't know man lately i've just been really been i've been really intentional about how i go about that because like i said there's so much stuff to do on this journey and i don't mean from a productivity standpoint i just mean from a imagine if you was powerful what shit you could get done for yourself type of standpoint and I just want to really make sure that people the people that get it go do because sometimes knowing is the hardest part to discover that you have the power and then somebody get back in your ear and shut that shit down they'll be the mess around and shut down an idea factory that could produce a bunch of great stuff that comes out of you ideas given to you by something that is much bigger than you so for me it's like working with people I want to work with people that are willing to capitalize on that realization to better themselves and 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 then through that cap that by them capitalizing that for themselves they can help those around them through example and help their community by example 
You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes all we need is just somebody that's walking in their truth and really just owning that shit. Like, yo, this is me. I ain't perfect. I handle mine. This is this is me. I'm authentic to who I am. And this is how I get through my day-to-day on the journey. Sometimes even that one example is enough to make somebody be like, bet, I want to do the same thing but in my own way. That's all I want at this point. I just want to deal with those type of people that are about that. Now, I'm not saying tell all your goddamn business online and, and, and prove to people what you're about. No. Sometimes it's just the way people move and the energy of how they move speaks volumes before they even tell you their story. Sometimes you just know a person is thorough. How they treat people that they don't need nothing from, they thorough. If they can treat a janitor and a CEO the same, they can treat a celebrity and a homeless person or a person experiencing homelessness, they can treat them the same. Because they know that at the end of the day, we all in the same playing field when it comes to this life shit. Everybody going through their own um, peaks, valleys, fluidities, whatever you want to call it, dualities, whatever. Everybody's figuring it out. And they understand that. And they just want to inspire by changing. Changing themselves, evolving, welcoming the process, welcoming the involvement process, welcoming the journey of the unknown. Or at least being open to that idea to where it's like, look, this shit's scary, but I'm going to do this shit. It's almost like a roller coaster. Some people will jump on a roller coaster, no questions asked. Some people will be like, eh, I'm in line. I'll wait in line. Okay, cool, let's do this. Whatever, I don't know. I want those two. The people that's like, oh, that looks scary, I can't do that. Nope, y'all can stay on the sidelines. I can't fool, I cannot fool with you. And that don't mean you better than me. That don't mean I'm better than you. It just means we're not aligned. I need people that's finna go do, that want to do. They tired of being fucked up. They tired of being in transition. They tired of crying. They tired of negative habits they tired of giving a power to other people they tired of of being motivated but not doing nothing nope i i want to deal with those people that are like nope i'm done i need to do better i want to do better i got to do better because i know what that feeling is like and when you have that feeling of of low that's a to me i had a i call it a one of my rock bottoms when you know you you ain't doing right like in in knowing that you're not living the way you're supposed to live for whatever reason sometimes there's a setback. Sometimes we're in a in a deep. Uh, sometimes it'd be something as simple as sacrificing um, personal and leisure or spiritual development for work. Sometimes it just be all sorts of things that kind of put us in this rut where we know we in a in a in a bottom period. But that through that realization, you get that aha moment and that drive to do better. It shows up. So I don't know, man. And even those that are that are doing better, that kind of want to maintain. That's like, look, man, I got to make sure I stay on point. I got to keep my game tight. Those are the ones. And I'm not even talking about working from a pay perspective. Yeah, I would like those as, as coaching clients or as counseling clients or Patreons or whatever, or patrons or whatever. But those are the people I want listening to my podcast too. It's okay to be scared, but you got to make a move at some point. Anybody that's ready to wake, make a move, even though they're scared, and they're like, oh, I got to make a move. I just got to do it. I just got to do it. That's who I want. Those are the people that I want to touch. Those are the people I want to align with. Because you can't do shit and you can't evolve without making some type of step, without making some type of move. If a lotus can get the shit out the mud, why can't you? I'm trying to work with people that's ready to get this shit out the mud. No mud, no lotus. You feel me? you hear about that in my next book, though. Coming very soon. So um, I'll give y'all the title in a, let me see, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll see how this, how this uh, cover looks. If it looks good, I'll share it with y'all. But with that being said, y'all, I think I have talked y'all's ears off. We are almost at an hour. Oh, boy. I sure know how to talk. I'm sorry, y'all. I mean, I just be going on, going on what spirits say, man. And, um, yeah, no regrets. No, uh, no take backs. <laughs> As he would say with his kids, no take backs. But, um. But, yeah, man, I love y'all a lot. I want the best for y'all. I really do. Remember, you're very powerful. You can do anything you want to do. Nobody on this earth can tell you what the fuck you can't do. And just remember that. Because there are people that will prey on you. They will try. They will think you're weak. They will underestimate you. But remember, anybody that you deem to have been more powerful than you simply because of what they've shown you, that might be an illusion because we're so busy looking at other people. We ain't looking at ourselves and discovering what we got. 
in terms of bringing stuff to the table to better ourselves or to better humanity or to better your family, whatever, whoever that you want to, you know, help inspire through your example. So I just wanted to remind y'all, man, stay away from this toxic shit. And if you're in a toxic situation with your healer, get out. Walk away. Sometimes we never know our true power unless it's time to fight. And although, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't recommend fighting unless you absolutely have to. Sometimes some of your strength is discovered in that fight. Or it's discovered in your detachment, your ability to be strong as you walk away and stay consistent and start a new life without this person. While you grieve the death of a relationship that may not have served you, you know? We'll talk about grief in another episode as well. Um, I've been learning a lot of great things and reaffirming a lot of things about death and, and grief. And um, I just really would like to share that with you. All. Like I said, every time I be like, I'm busy, I'm busy. Yeah, I've been busy learning my fucking ass off, okay? Trust me. It's been a lot of good stuff. I've been working on spiritual hunger. I have so many ideas. I have to literally sit myself down, get a whiteboard, and write down all of my ideas and print them out on paper in order to determine how am I going to kick this to them and in what time frame and in what, in what form. So trust me, when I say that I have been busy these past couple of months and every time I say I was working on something, I am. I just hope y'all ready because we putting a lot of shit out. A lot. So, I think I said enough. I think I may have uh, spilled a little bit of beans these last 20 minutes. But I do love y'all. I want y'all to do well. I want nothing but the best for y'all. Leave the fuck shit behind. Leave the toxic shit behind. Let's grow. Let's be like Lotus, you feel me? So, this is another episode of Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. Don't forget to share this uh, podcast and subscribe and leave a review if you got time. And um, make peace with the day, man. That's all we got to do. This is a day-by-day journey. I'll catch y'all later. Peace.